0: Welcome to The Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back. It's Veronica Apologies that I was absent last week. I was out of town. I was down at the Jersey Shore spending some time with my best friend and her family and indulging in a little bit of rest and rejuvenation, which we all need during cancer season. So I apologize. The time flew. I feel like time, days, dates is all some big scramble in my mind right now. And I'm sure you are feeling similarly because we had our third and final square between Mercury and Neptune, and that was on Tuesday, July 6th. So we are officially, officially done with this Mercury retrograde. So you may remember from previous podcasts that Mercury has a shadow period before and after every retrograde so while the actual retrograde is about three weeks we have the few weeks beforehand where we start to feel it and the few weeks afterward that we continue to feel a little bit funky and this retro shade period is over as of the seventh and hopefully all of those Old ghosts from the past, whether they be old friends or exes or or old stories, old traumas, they kind of go back to where they came from and you can start moving forward again. This is a really exciting week because we have a new moon on Friday in Cancer. And this new moon is going to be free and clear of any mercury retrograde of any eclipses it's the first free and clear new moon we've had in a while so the last new moon that we had free of eclipses was the new moon in taurus which was on may 11th so since may 11th you haven't really had an opportunity to do any intention setting or manifesting or as i like to say dictating your fate of course we dictate our fate every single day with the choices that we make because you're always choosing when you're not choosing you're choosing you're choosing to do nothing so we're always choosing our fate in some way shape or form When we're working with the typical new moon, we put more of our own desire on what we choose. Whereas during eclipse season, we are working with what the planets are giving us. We're sitting back, we're receiving, we're listening. We are not necessarily pushing our agenda. But guess what? Now you get to go back to pushing your agenda because it is a new moon in Cancer, free and clear of eclipse season because that Mercury retrograde was a very big part of the eclipse season. Even though the full moon that we had a couple of weeks ago in Sagittarius was not an eclipse, it still had that Mercury retrograde lingering. So it didn't feel so free and clear as this new moon will. So that's good news. Now, Mercury had these three squares with Neptune. He had his third and final one this week on July 6th. The first one was May 22nd. The second one was June 5th, and the third was July 6th. So there was some story that was unraveling for you. There was something coming up. We all had something coming up over that time period. So sit and think on what was coming up for you on May 22nd, on June 5th, on July 6th, and what have you learned because mercury retrogrades they always teach us something because mercury is the planet of communication so we're gathering information when mercury is retrograde we're going back and we're seeing the stuff that we missed on the first pass so take a moment this week just to collect your thoughts, check back with the calendar, the journal, the diary, and say, hey, what was going on for me? What was on my mind? And what have I learned in this time? Because You've learned a lot of information since May 22nd. We had the eclipses and we had that Mercury retrograde in Gemini. So there's a lot of information that you've collected. A lot of things that were hiding in the shadows, they came up into the light. So don't just keep moving forward without really processing and integrating that information. Luckily, mercury will move into cancer on Sunday, the 11th of July, and we'll be able to process and digest all that we've learned. Because remember, cancer is a sign that has to do with feeling. It is not a sign that has to do with communicating or thinking. It feels what's happening. So this will be an opportunity to take all that you've learned Really integrate it, really feel it, really process it, and then hopefully take some action with it. Because remember, Cancer, while it gets a bad rap for being the sad sack of the zodiac, it is really a boss sign. Cancer is a cardinal sign, it's here to lead, it's the mama bear, it protects the household. So This is an opportunity for you to integrate that information and then use it and take action to move yourself forward, which I'm really excited about. And the sun will move into Leo later this month on July 22nd, and then we'll get a lot of fire behind whatever intention you do set this week with the new moon in Cancer. So this new moon will occur on Friday. We have lots of other good stuff happening this week as well, but that is really the main event. And I want to make sure that you circle that Friday on your calendar. You give yourself some time this weekend on Saturday or Sunday to set an intention. If you are interested in setting your new moon intentions with me, you can join online yoga club. Just go to veronicaparetti.com yoga. And every new moon and full moon, we do a restorative moon ritual. We do some restorative yoga. We do some meditation. We do some journaling and we allow our intentions to really come to the surface. And I think that this is a wonderful new moon to do some intention setting, not only because we haven't had a free and clear new moon since the new moon in Taurus, but also because the moon is in its home sign of cancer. When the moon is in cancer, it's happy because that's where it is in rulership. So it is a great new moon to put some real, ritual into, put some real intention and energy behind because the moon is its strongest when it's in its home sign. We've had some tough stuff coming up and this new moon kind of feels like a respite, a little bit of the dessert, the payoff for some of the tough stuff we've been working with. It doesn't mean that it's not highly sensitive because cancer is a highly sensitive and intuitive sign. So pay attention to your intuition, pay attention to your sensitivity this week but it is a little bit nicer, a little more gentle, a little more nurturing than some of the aspects that we've been working with. So last week, while I was away enjoying the cancer vibes at the beach, we had Mars enter into a T-square with Saturn and Uranus. So you may recall that this whole year, 2021, is defined by the Saturn square Uranus. That is the defining aspect of this year. That means that we are all working with the energy of Saturn, responsibility and limitation, and the energy of Uranus, which is chaos, unexpected occurrences, and liberation, freedom. So what are you freeing yourself from? That is really what you have to ask yourself. I think that this Aspect is so interesting. It's challenging us in so many ways. It's creating this sense of restlessness that is constantly underneath the surface for all of us. We've had two exact squares. We have a third one coming in December. But these planets move slow and they're not moving away from this square formation too much this year. They're really within three degrees of it at all times. So it's like having this constant hum underneath the surface. And at some times you're just like, oh my God, that hum is so annoying. That's when the squares are more exact. And then the rest of the time, there's this hum underneath the surface that you're not even aware of, but it's creating some tension in your body that is below the consciousness of the mind i hope that makes sense it's not easy stuff but it is forcing us to get out of the way we've been doing things and find a new way to do them so i am seeing this play out in my life so much over the past couple of weeks and that's because Mars and now Venus are activating that square. So what does that mean? Saturn and Uranus are in the square for the whole year. But whenever a planet comes into Scorpio or Leo, it creates a T-square with those planets. So we have Mars that just moved through Leo last week. He's still in Leo, but he came to the degree in which he created that T-square with Saturn and Uranus. So what does Mars represent? Mars represents determination and will and action. He also rules sex. You may have been feeling a little bit sassy last week. You may have been acting out. You may have been feeling really passionate. You may have been feeling like, oh, I just got to do something. That was the Mars entering this T-square situation with Saturn and Uranus, okay? And that was tough because whenever we have Mars and Saturn in a challenging situation, it feels like you are driving, but the parking brake is on and you don't know that the parking brake is on. So you're like, why won't this car go? there is a sense of not being able to move the way you want to move or as fast as you want to move. So this week, Venus is following in Mars's footsteps. So Mars came through and created that T-square last week. This week, Venus is doing the same. And when Venus does it, it's a little bit different. So Mars came through and he banged down the door. Now Venus is showing up and she's like, All right, what are we going to do here? Because Venus, remember, while she is the goddess of beauty and love and romance, she is also the goddess of justice and equality and working together and partnership and money. So Venus is really our values. And so she's coming through and she's like, okay, what are we going to do here? Let's make a plan of action. So these two planets are working together right now. And what's exciting about this is that in all of 2020, Venus and Mars did not really talk to each other. They weren't having nice meetups and we were missing that. And what happened? We were socially distancing and we were quarantining, right? So these are our planets of relating to one another and they were not talking. So this year we are approaching our one and only conjunction between these planets and they haven't met up in a conjunction since 2019. So this is really exciting. That's going to be next week and we'll talk more about it next week. It's going to be on the 13th, but I'm so excited about it. I had to mention it this week. Okay. So this week while they're approaching that Venus is moving through the path that Mars has set for her and she's moving through that sign of Leo. She's feeling a little bit sassy too because they're in the sign of Leo. Leo likes to be seen. It's the star on the stage of life. They both want to put on their best. They both want to do their hair. They both want to put on a nice outfit, get some new shoes and get out there, have some cocktails, and be on the town and be seen. And so we're seeing that in the world. We're seeing that we're all meeting up. We're going to happy hours. We're going to dinners. We're spending holiday weekends with our friends. We're relating once again. We're seeing that influence of Mars and Venus in Leo, going to the party, having a good time. And that makes sense astrologically and also with what we've been through. So now, we have Venus saying, okay, let's figure out how we're going to change. What are we going to change so that we're more in alignment with your values? We're more in alignment with how you want to live because Venus is not only talking to Saturn and Uranus. Venus is also having a sextile and a trine with the nodes. So she's trining the North node, and she's sextiling the south node. And those are harmonious aspects. The nodes are the nodes of fate. They are the points on the ecliptic where the eclipses happen. And whenever we're working with eclipses, remember we're talking about things that are fated. So if 90% of life and astrology is free will and 10% is fate, the eclipses, the eclipse seasons are where that fate often happens. Whenever we're working with the nodes, we're looking at our destiny, we're looking at our life path, and we're often looking at something faded, something that is beyond our grasp, beyond our control. Sometimes when we look at Pluto, we also are looking at things that are beyond our control. But all in all, most of the time, we're working with the personal planets, and therefore we're working with this energy from a perspective of where we have free will, where we are in charge. How can I use this energy to my benefit? Usually the astrology is really there for us to grasp. So when Venus is making these nice, harmonious aspects to the nodes, it says that there's something faded in the choices you're making, because whenever the planets make aspects to the nodes, there's some choices that are happening. Last week, Mars had these harmonious conversations with the nodes of fate. And now Venus is having these harmonious conversations with the nodes of fate. So you've been making some choices and hopefully those choices are going to help you build a solid foundation for what's to come next, because this whole year is about Saturn squaring Uranus. And these two guys are fighting over, are we going to keep doing it the old way? That's not working okay, you want to just burn everything down and do a totally new way? I don't want to do that. That's what Saturn says. So they're trying to work together. Well, not really. They're arguing, but they're eventually going to have to work together to help us find a new way of doing things that doesn't discard everything from the past, and it doesn't just throw caution to the wind either. There's something in the middle there. So we're all creating a new structure, a new foundation that's going to support us moving forward that takes into account what we've learned thus far, but also leaves room for innovation, inspiration, and evolution. And that's what we're doing this year. So it's not easy. This is not easy stuff, and we don't know where we're going. That's what's so challenging. Because this Saturn Uranus Square is with us all year, and the final, perfect, exact square they're going to make is in December. We're not going to really know the end of the story until we get to the end of the year. So bear with me, stay with it. Remember with Saturn, it's all about going step by step in a particular direction, doing the work and showing up every day. I do think that with eclipse season behind us, with the Mercury retrograde behind us, you're getting more information. You have more data. You have more ways of making some really good decisions for yourself. And when Mars and Venus are talking to the nodes, you're being invited to make some decisions. So as always, trust your gut and remember that you dictate your fate. You are always making choices. Not making a choice is making a choice. So Make the choice that's best for you and best for everyone in the equation. So we were always trying to create win-win situations. And that's why we listen to the astrology so that we know what energy we're working with and we can use it in the most positive, effective way. All right. So let's just take a moment and go through the week in order, because there is a lot happening and it's a lot of good stuff. And I want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips. So on Monday, the sun in cancer was sextiled Uranus in Taurus. And this means that change is starting to feel exciting. We're not dreading the change. You may have been dreading the change, but this aspect says it's okay we're changing let's make it fun let's have a good time with it you might have had some unexpected surprises show up but hopefully they were good ones on tuesday mercury squared neptune for the third and final time in this particular story that started on may 22nd so you want to check in with what have you learned what was coming up through this retrograde what was coming up this eclipse season You very possibly had some of those inner child wounds coming to the surface that you were excavating and working with. Mercury rules children and it rules our early childhood years or early childhood education. So some of those stories about how you learn and how smart you are or how not smart you are may have come up. That is common. With Mercury retrograde, we're often looking at the stories that have helped form us, the way we process information and the way we think about ourselves. So if some of that stuff was coming up, this is a good time to say, okay, I'm not going to stuff it back down. I'm going to work with it. And you know, great time to work with a therapist, work with someone who helps you go into those deeper levels of consciousness. On Tuesday, we also had Venus opposite Saturn. So that means that Venus created that T square with Saturn and Uranus. And she also was having a co- nice conversation with the nodes. So You may have made some decisions on Tuesday. Now, granted, we're feeling this energy all week. It is the dominant energy of the week other than the new moon. So if you don't make a decision on Tuesday, it's okay. You can make it on Wednesday. You can make it on Thursday. You can make it next week. The energy is potent and it's with us for a little bit. She is following Mars path. So last week, Mars took some action. Something might've happened. You might've had a blow up you might have had an argument you might have had something show up that made you say okay I gotta do something about this now Venus is helping you craft the reaction how will you address what has come up how are you gonna face the facts and put a plan in place. Okay. It's also helping us honor our desires around money and love and relationships because those are the things that Venus rules. And we had Venus opposite Pluto a couple weeks ago, and that really helped us name our desires. So now you can put some plans into place to actually bring your desires to life. Perfect opportunity to set some intentions with the new moon. On Wednesday, Venus trines Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. So whenever Chiron is present, he's helping us with the process of healing our core wounds. Remember that Mercury retrograde might've brought up some old childhood stuff, some memories that were hurtful. You have an opportunity this week to choose to engage and Make some choices that will help you heal some of that old stuff. Trust the process, be with it. It's not gonna happen overnight, but spending a little bit of time working with that energy of Chiron could be helpful. On Thursday, Mercury is going to in conjunct Pluto. This is an adjusting aspect. So Mercury is now out of its shadow. Pluto is still in Capricorn, you might change the course a little bit. You might say, hey, I thought that we were going to go north, but I think we're going to go northeast. It's not maybe a big adjustment, but there's going to be a slight adjustment here. It might also help you focus on what changes need to be made and how you can adjust and work with those. On Friday, the new moon in Cancer comes, and that's going to be at 18 degrees Cancer, if you are having a birthday around this time, such a nice new moon for you, it's happening right on your sun and it's going to be at 9 17 PM Eastern time. It's also sextile Uranus. So this means that this new moon is helping us welcome the changes that are occurring. It's helping us receive the changes that are occurring. It's really good stuff. On Saturday, you're going to rest, you're going to set some intentions, you're going to journal, you're going to just enjoy being with the new moon energy that is free of all the mishigas of eclipses and retrogrades. On Sunday, Mercury moves into Cancer, and that is going to be when we start to feel everything that has occurred this summer. That might be intense because a lot has happened, but because so much of it was going on in Gemini, We were moving so fast and we were thinking so quick and doing so many things, but we didn't take the time to sit with what was happening and allow ourselves to integrate it and process it. So that will start now with mercury moving into cancer. We'll have a little bit of a slowdown of the mind And we'll drop into the space of feeling from a really visceral level. Because remember, cancer rules the stomach. The crab is hard on the outside, but soft and mushy underneath and inside. And that's the thing with cancers. Cancers are bosses. They're really tough on the outside. But part of the reason they're so tough is because they're protecting that sensitive inside that they have. Okay, so next week. July 13th, Venus is going to conjunct Mars in Leo. It's going to be super sexy. It's going to be hot. It's going to be fun. You're going to want to be out. You're going to be want to be with your partner, with your loved ones. You're going to want to be with your friends. You want to go to bars and dinners and all of the fun things. It's the first time Venus and Mars are going to conjoin since 2019, and they're not going to meet up again until February 2022. So this will be a really nice one. If you've been looking to get back out there on the dating scene, this is the perfect time. Leo season is coming. It's going to be hot. The one thing I want to mention is if you're not vaccinated, please, please, please go get vaccinated. The news about Delta variant is spreading. It is serious. This is not the COVID we've had thus far. And... Just not a time to play around. And Venus and Mars, these are the planets of relating. We want to enjoy being together again. And that means we have to do what we have to do to protect one another. So, Cancer season is all about nourishing yourself so that you can love the ones you love more deeply. Take care of yourself so that you can be with the ones you love and do it in a way that makes everyone feel safe. And I'm going to step down off my soapbox, but. I do think that we are not done with this story of the pandemic, and I know that we are all burnt out. We're all over it. We just want to go out and have fun and have a good time and not wear our face masks. But it is not the time to let your guard down, especially if you have not been vaccinated. And if you have not been vaccinated, I implore you, to go to your local pharmacy and make it happen. It's so easily accessible for most of us, not for all of us, and I understand that, but for most of us, it is, so just do it. Now, with that said, this is the last month of Jupiter in Pisces, and that's pretty interesting. When Jupiter went into Pisces, within a couple of days, the masks came flying off. So Jupiter's retrograde, And he is going to move back into the last degrees of Aquarius at the end of July and then move through those final degrees of Aquarius and then stop, turn direct in October and then go back into Pisces in December. So my guess is that Jupiter being in Pisces this month, things are going to take off again. The numbers are rising with the pandemic. Once he goes back into Aquarius, we might see some more restrictions come back, who knows, possibility. And then when he goes turns direct in October, fingers crossed, I'm hoping that we get to see a wider rollout of the vaccine worldwide. I'm not a fortune teller. I just look at the stars and uh, look at the symbolism and look for the patterns, but that's the pattern I'm seeing and we'll see how it turns out. But do what you can do. Remember, 90% of life is free will. You have the free will to go make an appointment to get the vaccine. 10% is fate. So pay attention to the choices that you make this week. I hope you have an awesome week. I'll be back here to talk to you next week. In the meantime, come on over to Instagram and say hi at Veronica Peretti, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.